for years, I would never allow anybody to call me an author. I'm like, I'm a writer. When I got this, now I can say that. That's something no one can take away from me. Welcome to Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson. And in this show, I interview all types of professionals, whether it be business owners, entrepreneurs, corporate stars, or any kind of professionals in their respective field, just to learn a little bit more about what's made them successful so far. And today on the podcast, I have Giancarlo Carrasco. How you doing? And Brian Coggins, Jr. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure knowing you for so long, and thank you for letting me come on this. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we could kind of get into that to start out, just kind of the backstory of how we met is a little bit unique, and we got to catch up recently. It was really cool. Yeah, man. Um, I think that whole boot camp experience was like one of a kind for us. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of context there. So we were both in the UCF Digital Marketing Boot Camp a couple years ago. This was, for me, this was uh, after graduating. About a year after graduating in my undergrad, I decided to go back and get in. We were in that together, and it was completely digital. So yeah. this was uh, this was the the fall semester after COVID first started. So we're right in the midst of COVID, right. and kind of shook up everyone's careers in crazy ways, as everyone knows. Yeah. So we both that led uh, both of us to pursuing this digital marketing boot camp to kind of get in and learn how to learned what digital marketing even was for for a lot of us. Um, and it kind of just provided a way to get in and bridge that gap between the, the digital world and, and all the changes we were seeing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know for me especially, it was kind of ushering a new era of digital, you know what I mean, everything. Yeah. It wasn't just marketing, right? It was like online classes. It was... Um, doing digital marketing it was marketing in general as a whole it was getting into social media it was ebooks right it, it was like everything digital just kind of came forth and it was like the perfect timing for everything kind of forcefully but yeah. uh, forcefully <laughs> but it, for everyone it, yeah it was definitely perfect timing though yeah i've talked about this a lot on the show but i mean i was a I was a personal trainer when COVID hit and yeah. it's completely, yeah, it completely shook up what I was doing. So I was just like, it's a complete like pivotal moment where I was like, all right, what else am I interested in? What else could I pursue? And yeah. I kind of talked to some friends and family. I have a very close cousin that's in digital marketing has been for a while. And I ended up shadowing him a little bit, talking to him and he kind of led me to doing the boot camp, and I went from there. Man. That's, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> For me, it was just like I was always a mechanic. Like I always yeah. worked with my hands. It was a completely different realm that I yeah. was not familiar with. And Did you find that it was a big learning curve at first? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure, because when you're a mechanic, you're kind of just one-on-one -on -one with you and the machine mm -hmm. or whatever you and working on, right, doing yeah. your hands. And that's kind of how you find your value, right? With digital marketing, it's like, man, can I make something go viral? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can I, can I make something aesthetically pleasing to a majority of people that's, you know what I mean, just scrolling? It's not even uh, more than 10 seconds of your time. You know? Yeah. And that's, that was a big learning curve. For sure. And there's, uh, there's so many more aspects of it than I had realized going in. There's, you know, SEO, paid ads, there's content marketing, there's... Right. 
like websites. There, there's so many different things to consider and so many areas you can kind of get into with it. So they yeah. covered this kind of holistic picture of all of it. It's really cool. And I mean, it, it really taught us how to kind of work digitally and, and bridge that gap. I actually ended up in a remote job afterwards that I really loved and no longer with them because um, of some other opportunities that came up. But it was, I mean, it was a great job that I really only was able to get because of this boot camp. It's like That's one door cool. closed and thousands of other doors. Absolutely, closed. yeah. Life's yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> Life is kind of like that. Yeah, it's like obstacles sure. thrown your way, and it's like adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, when I was going to the digital boot camp, it was right after I uh, left the military, went to own an Auntie Anne's, had that for about a year, and then I was like, I want to make something that uh, is something I'm passionate about, right? Like, yeah. And that mechanic work was just wasn't it, right? Mm-hmm. It paid good, obviously, yeah. but it wasn't like um, I wasn't something that was kind of continually driving. Right, me. I have a passion for helping people. I have a passion for talking to people. More right? of a job than a career, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole digital marketing, man, it, that whole boot camp was a one of a kind experience. Being able to network, learning mm-hmm. what networking was. Yeah. Right, and how to go about that was completely a learning curve for me, even though I love talking. And mm-hmm. I love like interacting with people. It was it was definitely something new. Yeah, and I remember I, w- I was really glad we got to catch up because I had remembered from back in the boot camp. I remember. I mean, I, I can't remember how many of us it was. I want to say between twenty and thirty or yeah. something like yeah. that in our class. But I remember you being one of like one of the ones that was always asking questions, always <laughs> on the ball, just like on top of it. So I, I typical. I remember. <laughs> I remembered you way more than like most of the people in our class, and it was really cool to get to connect. That means we got a lot, to, man. Thank you, dude. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I knew you were going to be doing some interesting stuff, so I was you, glad that you, glad that we got to catch up the other day, and that kind of led us to figuring out how you guys met. And yeah, let's get into that a little bit. How'd yeah, you guys meet? I'll let him start. <laughs> well, I'm Brian Coggins Jr. I'm an author now. Uh, my my love. Congrats for- on the book, by the way. We'll get into that thank some you. more. I'm sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, my love for writing started, I want to say, after high school. Not gonna lie, growing up, I hated reading uh, so much so, like even in high school, I used to purposely mispronounce words just to get out of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't until after high school I started getting into this this one thing to like tell stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Valencia for film. Okay. Um, film and it's writing. Very storytelling based. Very much. Yeah. And then I did some projects around Orlando. And then after a while, I saw that, um, yeah, directing is not only difficult. Once you're done with a project, you're out of a job. And it's just inconsistent in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then you basically find more about yourself. What are you really, what do you really love? What is your passion? Um, and it wasn't until like working retail job and running into this guy, <laughs> um, we were just chit chatting one day. I told him some ideas I had and it's one of the, the founding things I have. It's one of my acknowledgements in my book of a quote. He said to me, can I help you? And that is how we started our journey together. What do you mean by that? Well, we literally sat in a sports authority parking yeah. lot for like what three, four hours. <laughs> yeah, just man, it was right after work. Right um, after work, and we were both in a very 
difficult spot in our lives. Um, just not had, happy with what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, just yeah, trying just, to, yeah. trying to find yourself when you're when you're younger. Like, yeah, what what am I gonna do for the rest of my life? What makes me happy? You mm-hmm. know, and just something that I enjoyed. And he saw the passion that I had. Um, some of the things were unorganized, but he was like, "Let me help you." And yeah. I was like, dude, I don't got no money. He's like, "Let me help you." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." And I love that. Start, yeah. When I put some of my trust in him, he just took it to another level, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. And yeah, he's been like a brother to me. Um, not not like a brother. He is a brother yeah. to me. Same. Um, when when we first met, it was definitely we were coming back from different backgrounds. Um, he had just moved from Tampa. Yeah. And I was just in the streets. <laughs> I was just trying to find my way, man, really, trying to become an adult. You know what I mean? We were 18. Uh, he was uh, in his 20s. Yeah. Old. And it was just like, what can I do? When he, We just talk. We love comic books. That's really where our passion connected. We mm-hmm. love sports. Uh, we are very basketball driven in the leadership that's kind of where our mindset came from um but comic books was a really driving factor for both of us to talk and when he told me about his stories i was like man i think like this can be something special yeah i mean like and i didn't want nothing from him i just wanted to be a part of the journey Mm -hmm. that was something that i found out um when i was young um a lot of my mentors a lot of uh people i was talking to was just like you don't have to worry about how much money you're going to make. That will come when you enjoy and you love your passion. I really believe in that, too. I really do. Right. You're going to work way, way harder and more passionately about something if you take that approach. And that's that kind of goes back into I was telling you the thesis of my shows. Yeah. Really, anything can be a profession if, you, if you're coming at it with passion and real drive and a mission. And you can right. make something of it. Yeah, and that's how our, our friendship really flourished. He saw the genuine excitement that i had for it right the the bigger picture of it because he wanted to he was like um you know what's funny is that this book isn't even the first book the book, book yeah. that really got yeah. me on and wanting to go for the journey is actually we our, our third, third book our third book this is the third no, no this is the first this one the first okay one. but the one the f- that got me on is going to be our, our third, third book. book gotcha okay right? so it's not wow. even <laughs> it's made but it's not even released yet gotcha okay and it's just like that vision that i had when he first talked to me about it i was like we can build a universe yeah. like this is something yeah. like dc type marvel mm-hmm. type and i was like i want to be able to build this with you yeah. And, and create something that not only is a story, but it's an escape, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's more for people. It's to something to relate to. It's something to get away from your everyday. It's and it's it's fiction. Obviously, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, and it's you mentioned kind of creating this whole universe. That yeah. makes me think of a couple pretty main things that I'm into right now. Are you guys into Lord of the Rings or Game of the Thrones? Or Game of Thrones? <laughs> Game of Thrones, man. Yeah. It's my show. Yeah, I'm watching yeah, both of those right now. It's crazy. I love them. They're great. That, that, to me, that is the greatest TV show written I've ever seen. Except for the end. Except, but. yeah, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to yeah. get into yeah. that. If you just kind of <laughs> extract the eighth season, forget about that. Yeah. Parts of the eighth season are good. Yeah, parts, yeah. Parts. maybe like after after like a couple things, but the new the like the prequel that's coming out right now, House of Dragons, House of Dragons. is freaking awesome. He's I been all, I, I've been that, all over this, just yeah. talking even before this. Yeah. Talk, oh my god, I I told him I was like, Yo, Game of Thrones was a a 
10 out of 10 for me when it came to like character development, mm-hmm. storytelling. Um, it, it did things I've never seen. Like it had stakes every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so were some of those big kind of tenets and things that you really saw in Game of Thrones, yes. big inspiration pieces Principles. for you and your writing? Those are cores for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to storytelling, um, any story to me, there should always be stakes. If not, why am I picking this up? Why am yeah. I going to the movie theaters to watch X, Y, Z? I have to be emotionally kind of invested. Invested. Yeah. So, what do for you? What is the storytelling process like? How do you get started? Oh man. Okay. So, the first thing when I sit down with him, the first thing I got to say is, what is the theme? Yeah. What is the purpose yeah. of this yeah. book? When somebody picks it up. Why are they reading Why? it? Why am I yeah. reading this? Yeah, there's no purpose. There's no point of it, right? Like, and if yeah. I can't emotionally get in touch with this book, I can't write it. Yeah. I, I just generally can't write it. I can't just go sit there and write it. It has to be. I take lessons, trials, tribulations, falls, the joy, all these things in life, and I put that into my writing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is in life. It could be something bad. Some, put it into your writing. I see that with the George R. R. Martins, J.K. Rawlings. Uh, these yeah. taking personal experiences, taking personal yeah. experiences, they put it in a f- fascinating, you know, type of world. And those are one of our three things that we say we love. We our stories are fascinating, heartfelt storytelling. Yeah, that's love what that. our stories have to be about. And there's constantly a theme to each yeah. book. Yeah, d- that's definitely something that um, even though it's fantasy, you can relate to the characters Mm -hmm. and that's something like especially with this one um it's mainly about the greek gods and stuff like that but it humanizes them in a way that you just you don't get it anywhere else yeah i was like especially growing up you know learning about greek gods and any forms of gods egyptian gods any mythology any mythology you can think of it always shows like how humans come from the gods and Mm -hmm. gods can be bitter angry joyful and i'm like it's like humans. That's human like emotion. Us. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, uh, the mythological gods always fascinated me for that same reason. It really mm-hmm. does. Like they're, it always kind of painted them in this picture of not being that far removed. Like you could almost right. imagine them just like right out of reach, like kind of, yeah, right there. It's, it was and, very fascinating. And when way. we started, people were, were, for me, telling me they're like they're not really relatable. Like they're great. They're fascinating but they're not that relatable. And I'm like, I think they're more relatable than you think. Mm-hmm. It's just, you need the right storyteller. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's your goal, kind of bringing them into that relatable light and like being able to relay those lessons and mm-hmm. kind of Games. takeaways through that. Yeah. And each of my characters, I infuse a real life person into these characters. Mm. Like someone from your experiences? Very much. So these characters are based on real life people. Very All my cool. characters, a lot in my stories, are real life people. Either of you guys in there? Very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that might be the case. Yeah, for sure. Um, but to be honest, it's not so much that we wanted to represent ourselves. It was we wanted to represent like humanity, mm-hmm. right? Like society, how they would be able to live, how they would see um, that history, and how we can bring that forth into today's society. That journey of life. Life teaches you so many lessons. Look where you guys started out and look where you're at now. Yeah. Life taught you that. These obstacles. Yeah. Those things. 
I, we were kind of geeking out about this when we caught up the other day about yeah. the fact that we both did this digital marketing boot camp and it, it went completely different directions yep. after that and ended up meeting back up for something like this yeah. after going completely different directions. Yeah. Just kind of bring it back. It's it's life is crazy that and way. And you never visualize that and no, yeah. look where it brought you. Yeah, because exactly. uh, like you said, um, there was a time frame where we didn't really speak. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It was like after the boot camp, it's just like when you leave class, like, oh, you graduated. Cool. Exactly. You know what I mean? But you kind of like you think about it every once in a while. You wonder what all those people are doing, mm-hmm. but like you don't really know. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, the craziest thing is we, when we caught up the other day, that was our first time meeting in person. We yeah. like through the entire digital marketing. <laughs> and it was like nothing just, changed. It yeah, was like, exactly. hey, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And that's how you know when connections are genuine, mm-hmm. right? Is when you can leave, come back, and then just pick up from where you left off exactly and that's and that's something that we love me and him you guys have known each other for a while it sounds like and you've been able to kind of keep that tie (laughs) almost what 15 years yeah (laughs) Yeah, my goodness yeah that's my brother man uh this is why my wife is like that's her brother too that's awesome so yeah that's when when we first met that that's like the story started an amazing friendship that we didn't know would develop Mm -hmm. right like when and he, it's not like I was the first person to come to you. No. Like, uh, there was a plenty of people that were trying to help you out. They or... wanted to help out. He was authentic. Yeah. I, I can, I'm very good at reading certain people. Yeah. Or so, and for him, he was authentic. And you just, he had that kind of quality that you were looking for in a partner. Like me, and he was, he was so passionate. Mm-hmm. Disciplined. That's what I, I... I love. It's the kind of qualities that I'm talking about that I saw in you when we were in boot camp I together. I, you just really stood out. Yeah, and the same thing for you. Um, no, you were you, like man. one of a kind, man. <laughs> when I was geeking out at lunch, I was like, oh, I can't believe you brought me back. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that type of vibe. And the same thing with him. The, the, the reason I even came to him, because it was just that, that passionate feeling. Mm-hmm. The same thing he's saying is like, yeah, people write, right? Like people can write stories or write on reddit or just try to come up with like art and stuff like that but you can tell when somebody's passionate yeah you can tell, you can tell when they're genuine about their mission about their story um and how they conduct their daily life really is just dedicated and motivated and mm-hmm. wanting to inspire people and, and bring forth something that can help not just yourself but people in general having a bigger purpose in mind yeah having a bigger yeah. purpose definitely that's awesome. Yeah, each day to me is like a is, is focus and grind and like how can I be better today than I was yesterday? How can you get yourself a little closer to that goal that you've got? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's going to be ups and downs, but at the same time, if you stay the course and you just continue working and grinding and then I got this guy, you know, yeah. all the time. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not going to lose. So having that that energy and that drive obviously kind of requires having like a bigger mission in mind, bigger purpose in mind. For sure. I've got a question for both of you kind of tangential to that. If you had to boil down, what is that mission, that purpose for you into like 10 words or less? Just like, what is it you're striving towards? What would you say? Love life. That's great. Right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was, that Love was, life. Man, Love life. Words. He said 10. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, straight hey, he did it even more efficiently. That's good writing. <laughs> no, it's like 
life's going to throw you so many obstacles, so many trials, tribulations, difficulties. Embrace it. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. Adversity. My father always tells me adversity introduces you to yourself. It's very true. Yeah. And it's like sometimes we we have obstacles in our life. I turn to either my parents, my wife, or him. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you what you don't want to hear, but you need to hear or so. But adversity introduces you to yourself. I love that. Yeah. Love life. Love life. Love life. Mine's very similar to that. It's enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Um, Because if you can't appreciate your process, you're not going to appreciate your outcome. Yeah. Right? Like, that's just how I see things. You never know what the outcome is going to be until you're done with the process. So you don't, and you don't know how long your process is going to last. And you can't control the outcome. And you can't control the outcome. The only thing you can control is yourself and your process. Mm -hmm. And if you can enjoy that, that's what life is. There you go. So So I want to talk a little bit about worlds of complexity because we've kind of described how you guys met, how you came together, a little bit of the vision that you guys are working on. Yeah. And Worlds of Complexity is the name of your company that you yeah. formed together. Yep. So tell me a little bit about deciding to actually form a company together and what that looked like. Go ahead, boss. <laughs> <laughs> you both looked at each other like, yep, that's you. <laughs> we have a good dynamic. Yeah, it's like my idea and he just takes it to the next level. Yeah. And then his idea and then boom, I jump on just top. Yeah, work off of each other. Good, yeah, working off each other. Um, but to answer your question, the Worlds of Complexity was a culmination. Cumul- a collaboration really of our visions and our ideals and it's not just a story it's it's being able to add um a universe and lessons Lessons. and and themes uh towards everything that we put out right it's not just oh let me open a book and just waste some time Mm -hmm. right it's let me open this book and get something out of it yeah and that was something that we wanted to expand more on um and how complex the world is in general, really. <laughs> so, yeah. and we since we wanted to create such a vast universe and leave it open ended, because to to us, really, life is open ended. Yeah. And that's how we wanted to leave the company is something that's greater than us, right? The universe, the world's a complexity. It's a complex thing that you just kind of dive into. And yeah, I'm a person. I love nostalgia. I love. 90s movies, 2000s mm-hmm. movies. And I always felt like, especially in today's culture, when I'm watching movies and shows, everything looks the same. Everything, like stories are starting to be oversaturated with the same type of things. And I've always said, like, there was so much creativity for me, personally, um, when I look back at 90s, 2000s, and there was a purpose. It was a, there was a theme to certain things. And, it, like, that's what we were, like, what is the purpose of we're writing this? Yeah. When someone picks this up, yeah. am I helping somebody with something I'm going through? And it's to also show that whatever you're kind of going through in life, in a sense, you're not going through it alone. Mm-hmm. Like, we all have our, you know, our issues, problems, joys, so forth and so on. And these characters are going through similar things yeah and it's a, a way to escape and feel like you're part of something as well yeah and and that's what comic books did for me yeah 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 for sense. sure yeah it was an escape yeah it's and like a way to bring that to another audience yes. for you kind of yeah. yeah and then the art dynamic it was just like a 
a match made in heaven, really. Like, he was a very passionate about storytelling, and I was very passionate about getting it out to people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and with the, the background and the knowledge on how to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I just wanted to be something bigger than myself, and I thought that this was it. And this is what we're building. You know what I mean? So. And he has, like, a lot of creativity, and mm -hmm. it's for me to pull that out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and the same thing with... Uh, I'm sure you guys vibe so well because of the creative, the creativity aspect, because yeah. to write a book like this, you've got to have a lot of creativity as well. I'm sure you kind of relate on that point. Massive whiteboard. Multiple massive whiteboards. Yeah, because it, it takes a lot of research as well, because it's not just yeah. what we're trying to get out of a book, but it's also giving respect to those mythologies and giving respect to those characters. Honoring. That, honoring them honoring because them. We don't, we're not trying to disrespect any culture or any yeah. mythology as well. We're really trying to to put, the, put them in the front, yeah. uh, front light. You know what I mean? So are these just kind of more based off of Greek, mytho Greek mythological characters and other mythological characters, or are they kind of re-envisioned characters both. a little bit of both, both. okay like elements of both yeah. very much so like we show in our series what you've read upon in history that's happened mm -hmm. and we time jumped it oh wow yeah we time jumped it to a like trillions of years later and this is who they are okay and some of the stuff that you've learned in history that does come play into a, a place Backstory. and they're yeah. trying to move forward as opposed to like i'm not that person anymore kind of hmm. like how you are in life you've made mistakes in your past yeah you're trying to move forward in life and these kind of obstacles exactly yeah right. because i mean when you're thinking about characters like this they are really supposed to be like they never die really so right they're, they're set they, in stone that's their yeah. way of that, life yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we wanted to give them a, a second chapter, essentially. Hmm. We wanted to give them a, I like that. a growth aspect of Dude. a god. Like, oh, gods are all almighty and perfect. Mm -hmm. And we wanted, since we humanize them, we wanted to really give them that aspect of, man, I need to reflect on what I did the last thousands yeah. of years. You know what I mean? Like, how, do I, how can I become better as a, a servant leader so much yeah. or with my family or with... Um, you know, I mean, the civilians that I'm helping, things like that. Yeah, so let's, let's get into this. <laughs> yeah. So the Olympus Trinity is an action-adventure story revolving around the three main gods of Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon. So that's the three that you see on the front cover Absolutely. there. Absolutely. You want to hold it up, maybe? So the Olympus Trinity is the name of the book. Yes. And it's you said it's... Zeus, Zeus, Poseidon. Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, those are the main three I always remember. And those three gods, they're, they have to cast aside their differences in order to solve a mystery of their past. The way I came to this story, again, is taking true life issues that I've had. And my grandmother meant so much to my family. She was like the glue. And she passed away in 2009, I want to say. Yeah. And when she did, our family kind of drifted apart a bit. And I think everybody grieves differently yeah. in life. Yeah. At the same time, my actual three younger brothers, they've had some difficulties in their life. And they kind of drifted apart when we were a very close family. And I saw that. 
and just being an outsider and the older brother, it, it pained me to see yeah. them go through these obstacles and problems and they couldn't communicate. And time tends to heal wounds. And I took that pain and I put that into my writing with my story. And what I did is with uh, these three characters, I told three different perspectives while a main plot line happens. I like that a lot. Instead of like oh. jumping back to, oh, this is, no, it just continues. Yeah, there was definitely some co continuity. Yeah. So it is Sorry. It is mostly chronological in nature, but from kind of shifting perspectives. perspectives. Does it kind of go back? Is it one, then the next, then the next, or is it kind of like it's kind of like if, back and if, forth? If you ever seen the books of like Game of Thrones, it's mm -hmm. telling a perspective and then the story continues going on, but here's a different perspective. I like that. So that's okay. what I did with Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon because I saw that the issues they had, their arguments were valid, but nobody was listening to their own, pers the other person's perspective. Right. So what I had is at the end, when all three come together and that there's tension, there's argument, mm -hmm. you as an audience member know their perspectives. So it's hard for you to root for this one as opposed to that one. It's a really real problem in life, right? In relationships. I mean, yeah. I, like me and my girlfriend will disagree about something. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes the real problem is that we're just, neither of us is listening to each other. Yeah, like, exactly. Very much so, a very real issue. So I think that hits and, on and, something kind of visceral about life. And yeah. that's something with like, uh, my parents always say is like, I'm listening to reply instead of listening to hear, mm -hmm. you know, what it is that I'm, you know, the argument it may be. Yeah. And for these characters, it's like when they come together, um, it's it's a heartfelt story. The theme of our story is family. Family, um, no matter what you go through, family is everything. Family will be there for you through your trials and your tribulations. Family will be there for you. And it doesn't have to be blood. Mm -hmm. it, family will be there for each other. Yeah, me and him, shoot, my... Family to me is my sister, man. To be honest, she raised me, and she a lot of the ideas um, that we have towards some of these characters we got from our families. From our family, right? Yeah. And it's um, kind of honoring that as well because that was our main focus. How can we tell a story not just about the gods, but how they have family and how they come together as a family, um, which is to be honest, sometimes rare nowadays, mm -hmm. right? And especially yeah. in this digital world, you move away, you might not see your family for a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't call your parents all the time or, you know what I mean? If you don't have them around, you're, you're just kind of... Easier and easier for those values to get diluted. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this is what we really wanted to bring forth is that importance of family and the message that we're trying to send. And when they meet back up, they don't hold back. Yeah. Yeah. There's some tension. Yeah. There's, some, <laughs> yeah. there's some things that come out. And yeah, yeah, when, for when sure. families, when they, you know, they let the wall down, there's sometimes, it could be some yeah. hurtful things, yeah. but some things that you, you need to hear. You mm -hmm. need to hear. Yeah. yeah. I know I've had moments with my sister where she'll tell me something that just devastates me, but I then like five minutes later, I realize how much I needed to hear it. And yeah. It yeah. really is like a, a breakthrough for me. I mean, that's a very real thing. That's yeah. my wife. <laughs> this is my wife Amanda. She tells me something I don't want to hear, and then five minutes later, I'm in a corner. Like, God, she was right. <laughs> yeah. They always are. Always. We talked about it. I was like, the point of it is, man, I got to make my lady happy. Man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's really um, the main focus, and and how we wanted to portray that moving forward. And 
just stay dedicated to that. And like we said, every book is going to have a theme. And one thing, another. And would you say, you kind of said the main theme, I guess, for this one is family and how family is always there for you. Right. If you had to boil it down. Right. Love that. Right. Very much. Very cool. Yeah. 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 Which leads into the next one. Yeah, which would lead into our right. next book. Yeah, that we're well, before we get to that, I'm kind of curious about some of the technical aspects behind this. It's obviously it's a pretty thick book, right? Yeah. <laughs> How long did this take to write? I would say this took me about a year and a half, two years. Yeah, that's not too bad, actually. Which but, is, and this was the first one. This is the, the first, first one. one, but I've yeah. written another one, yeah. which okay. will be the third book in the line. right. Like we right. said, this was actually he. We had come up with. Um, the third book. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say the title or anything yet. Cause I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. um, but, uh, that was the journey in general mm-hmm. though, to, for the creative process of making that first book, switching plans to see what would be best moving forward. What would be more relatable to people nowadays? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like the Percy Jackson books and stuff were coming out the movies were coming out. We we're like, I think people, can relate to this type of story first yeah. and it, it brings something that's already relatable people already know about the greek gods mm-hmm. right so it, it would make that transit that transition into the market or into storytelling that much easier for yeah. people to kind of pick up and read because they already know you can conceptualize kind of, right you can kind of conceptualize mm-hmm. they, they don't what's know who in the book I am. why would you trust me right so when you see something like this especially you know this beautiful artwork right Giancarlo. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I so you're responsible for the artwork. It yeah, man. I was going to comment on that. That looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, great job on that. Yeah. Right. yeah show it again. So I'm not sure if you can, if it's oh. in frame there, here, I'll hold it up oh, here. Okay. So this is the artwork. I might just do like even a digital overlay of it. Yeah. I appreciate there, that. But yeah, it looks great. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, but yeah. So it, it, we just thought and game planned a lot, but research, Man, what like ten years in the making? Yeah, for like with, with all the research. And everything. Yeah, with all the research. Yeah. Two thousand and ten, and our ideas just kept blossoming and getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and I am one of the most stubborn people you meet. <laughs> this guy beats it into my head. He was like, <laughs> like he will. Like I swear, I, you we, gotta be more open minded. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I have an idea what I want, but at the same time, it's like we think about fans we think about the people we're yeah. going to bring them the most joy yeah yeah heartache the reason you're doing it the reason i'm doing right. it because we have to implement that bigger purpose right it's not just because you'll get into these is like no nah, man I, this is how it's gonna i'm like you're not your audience man mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah <laughs> you gotta... it's it's the truth you don't want to hear <laughs> yeah but you need it's to true hear. right so that's probably a pretty cathartic and healthy process honestly being kind of forced to have to step back from your own way of thinking and your own perspective a little bit and and step back into that mode of thinking yeah the amount of ideas we left on the cutting board oh man (laughs) (laughs) when i tell you this if we had put what we really want this would have been like thousand something we're so perfectionist that like if it didn't fit we're like ah and it's like in each each scene each yeah. page that you turn there has to be a purpose there's a mm-hmm. purpose that's our i, I yeah. seen especially like when we think about like the audience people's attention span is so small now oh, yeah. as opposed to was it 10 years ago which leads into our digital marketing when we learned in class <laughs> yeah a so, few seconds is all you got yeah right to, to grab somebody's attention and to convey your message and if we can't do that within a certain time frame or a certain amount of pages as it comes to the book 
Yeah. Hey, we're kind of, you know what I mean? It's going to be left on the show. Exactly. Match made. <laughs> That's why, he, like, he'll read some stuff, and he'll be like, man, this is a great idea. And I'm like, yeah, this is, we're going on too much. Cut. Yeah. And he'd be like, no, nah, because he'd be passionate about something. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, there, there's no purpose to this. What, what it, is it moving the plot? Is mm-hmm. it developing the character? Yeah. No. And vice versa. I was going to say, and vice versa, it's probably great that you have the two of you working on it collaboratively like that because then you can always have, there's always kind of a sounding board one way or the other. Oh, man. And when, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times, well, let's talk about some. We'll go on tangents, like hour-long tangents. (laughs) Like arguing on the smallest little (laughs) thing. We'll sleep on it. (laughs) It's like we'll sleep on it. And then the thing is, like, my wife will have, like, her her family members, like a cousin over, my siblings, and they'll be like, what are they arguing? About? <laughs> and we're going on an hour, I've, hour fifteen, just yeah. arguing on something so oh, small yeah. in the scene, like <laughs> something on the table, or like how yeah. long, how uh, how a sentence comes off, yeah. or like how a certain paragraph comes off. Like, does that, like, will they understand that? Like, yeah. does it come off with enough emotion? Do, do you feel it? Are yeah. You, are, are they like, nah, understanding the pain? <laughs> no, we're gonna sleep on. We're gonna sleep yeah. on it. And it's. I feel like that's what it takes to really make something great, though. Yeah. That kind of perfectionist attitude like that. I mean, especially when you're talking about something this big, to be able to capture that attention and keep it that long, you've got to yeah. really, really have it honed down to that, yeah. that best, finest point. Yeah, yeah, especially when it came to the research, a lot of the characters, like uh, the main character, the mother figure, Yeah. you know what I mean? Right. We did a lot of research because obviously we're not women, right? But we have mm-hmm. a lot of strong and powerful women, women in our are. lives. Yeah. Uh, my sister, my mom, my aunt, his. Vice versa, my wife, my mom, my mother-in-law. Right, my fiance, and, and it's, how can we translate that into the story? Like, we need to research and really give respect to those powerful women in our lives mm-hmm. and that we know um, and give proper respect moving forward. And we, we take that diligence, I mean, with every aspect of the book. And, yeah. and each of these characters, like the mom can teach you a lesson and each character takes it differently. Yeah. Just like how a mother will raise her children and each child is going to be different from one another. And it's like, how do you take those lessons and translate it into who you are? And like with these three characters, Zeus, he's in mythology, he's the king of the gods. Mm -hmm. He's the youngest one. How is the youngest one Hmm. the king? I actually never realized that. (laughs) that I would have always guessed that he was the oldest one. When we were starting out, we're like, why is he the king if he's the youngest one? (laughs) And there's a purpose to that in the story. (laughs) Our character, Hades, he's the oldest. In our story... He purposely gave this. Yeah, there was a purpose. There's to, a purpose to why he get let Zeus be the king. Okay. Poseidon, Poseidon, he's the wild card. Probably, he's the wild card. Yeah, he, we we in our story, he's very so. He's so much fun. Our character. He's our favorite character. He's our like our our baby. Yeah, <laughs> that that character. He's the the middle child. Mm-hmm. The middle yeah. child. Sometimes I, I'm not seen. Or yeah, yeah. And with him, he's. Um, What's the best word to describe? Outlandish. <laughs> Outlandish. He's he, he, at any point in time he can flip out, and yeah, we yeah. said like in a sense he's a bit bipolar, like the, like the ocean though, and, like, I, and that's why the yeah. ocean is erratic mm. because of like his his same taint, different um, same tides, moods, right? And whatnot. Yeah, interesting. Him being the oldest child, me being the youngest child, we're like we got to make this middle child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to make yeah. this middle child worthwhile. But these characters, which was the best thing for me, they're based on my actual brothers. Yeah. These, the drawings of these characters, as much as people will see, like, oh, that looks like Zeus. Mm-hmm. These are, my, those are my brothers' faces. 
and we hmm. just aged them up a little bit. Okay. Add certain wrinkles and stuff, but those are my brothers. How do your brothers feel about this? <laughs> they loved it. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> They're like, wait, this guy made a book on <laughs> us? <laughs> I was like, yeah, our problems are out there. Yeah, and his brothers are just no. like my brothers, man. And that's why it was it was just so fun to get into that process and have a resource to pull from. Yeah. Because obviously, like like I said, we, we did our research, but we needed to humanize them. So mm-hmm. being able to pull aspects from real people and throw them in and kind of just make this cocktail of just, I mean. This, yeah, it's like their, their moods, their principles that they fall back upon are so their core values of these each individual character are vastly different. Yeah. So yeah. when you read these perspectives, it feels like you're reading three different stories. Yeah. One thing. And as the main plot is going along, they're looking at it differently yeah. than mm-hmm. the other person. So when they all come, you know, come back together, there's tension, but there's a lot of comedy in here too. I like it. Yeah. As, <laughs> as there should be in any story. Yeah. So this is the first book. You talked about the third. Mm-hmm. The third is kind of coming up now. What about the second? The second one. Oh, man, man I, I, I'm not going to lie. I am more excited second. for our second book. Um, it's it's called The Eyes of Isis, Certain. The Serpent Sting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and does it is it the same story, or are these all kind of like their own book? Like they're their, their own, own books, yeah. but they're interconnected. Okay. So you as an audience member, you can pick up Eyes of Isis and mm-hmm. read it and enjoy it. Okay. But if you were to read Olympus Trinity and mm-hmm. then read that, you're like, oh, man, I'm seeing this. Yeah, like, oh, oh that was mentioned should. in the other book. And, mm, and, okay. and that's what we want. Kind of loosely do. tied. Yes. Yeah, and that's what we... All part of that universe. Right, Very exactly, yeah. part Very of the cool. universe. It's so, everything's is leading to the bigger picture. A bigger picture. Yeah. Everything, like, from the very first book to our very last book when we're done, is it's all leading to the bigger picture and bigger theme of things. There's purpose. Yeah. There's, a purpose there's a purpose to why we, we're doing yeah. this. And this is why it took so long. It, like... The you have writing to figure out book, what that purpose even right, is. Right, writing the book was relatively short, but mm-hmm. becoming creating that process and actually giving it a purpose and a passion yeah. is what created what took so long because we want we were so meticulous on all right, when we do this, we gotta have it connect this. How do we connect it? Is it does it make sense to connect it? Should we shift it over? And it was it was just a very everybody process. like especially in film storytelling, everybody wants to tell a universe. They mm-hmm. want no, they want to make money and so forth. And so sure, forth. yeah. And when we look at something like say what Marvel's created, it was they gave love to the characters mm-hmm. first before they brought right. them together. Yeah, and that's something we were like, that's what we got to do. Each character, sure, yeah, they they. Did each individual story and backstory of each of the characters before they ever they even connected. came together, yeah. right? Yeah. But you rooted for each individual character on their journey, and then when exactly. they came together, it was like, oh man, there's that guy, and he's interacting yeah, with this cool. dude, yeah. and that's his personality. We're interacting yeah. with her, or so forth, and vice yeah. versa, and that's what we wanted to give that respect. Let it stand on its own. Let it mm-hmm. breathe, or so, before we. Do what's Before you introduce yeah. the next yes. thing, and then um, the eyes of Isis is actually a myth, uh, Egyptian. Egyptian. Mythology. That's what I was thinking based on the name. That's yes. cool. Okay. And so we're that's very cool. Multiple mythologies, and then leading it into modern day society. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of how we're trying to. Like, how is that what the third book will be? Yes. Mo- yes. Modern like, kind how of did society. We get into okay. The yeah. idea of gods. Yeah, <laughs> it's very close. And, yeah. Yeah, so like with the eyes of Isis that we set up in the Olympus Trinity, mm-hmm. there's gods, there's deities, there's mm-hmm. other be- 
beings out there. And the Egyptian gods in our series, we call them the deities. Okay. They're to kind of differentiate them a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And I think they were referred to as deities a lot of times, right? Yeah. Interesting. And there's, God, there's like thousands of these. Of the Egyptian (laughs) ones? Yeah, there's a lot more, right? Yeah. And and with our research that we found, there was um, different stories of them. Mm -hmm. And we said we wanted to bring our own type of flavor to it or so. Um, With this story, the theme is to to show responsibility and representation yeah in the in the eyes of Isis yes. one? Eyes of Isis. okay and yeah. it's told from a female the main character is a female yeah. which is okay feral Isis which differentiates a lot from this one because it's three brothers three right brothers. Yes. right okay and with her there is so much strength in a woman Mm-hmm. They go through so much stuff. You're and earning so many brownie points with your wife right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we raised by women. This is what, this is what yeah. But it's through. like <laughs> some of our ideas will spring back to them, like yeah. certain yeah. obstacles that they go through. And they yeah. go through so many different things. And we wanted to show that in the book without, like, smacking it right on the nose. Like mm-hmm. certain stories will throw it in your face. Yeah. And women, you know, they, they have to at times, you know, they, they gotta, they gotta cook. They gotta have a job. They gotta take care of the kids. They gotta make sure, you know, not only bills, but they gotta make sure um, appointments are being done and so mm-hmm. forth and right. so on. And with us, we did it where she's the pharaoh. She's got this responsibility and that and this. Yeah. And, that. and then she's also got to be a mother. Um, yeah. To, to Is that Cleopatra? The pharaoh. Was she the pharaoh? There's so many stories. Yeah. There's there's one. Yeah. yeah. Cleopatra is definitely so one many of the different stories. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was. Our goal in telling this story is mm-hmm. that her being the pharaoh, she holds so many hats, yeah. which right. runs parallel with what a woman when, goes. Women are doing now, right? They have and, to wear so many hats. And hmm. even though she's still a god, like again, we're we're humanizing a god, mm-hmm. um, and still like she's a goddess, she's a pharaoh, but she still has to do everything a, a woman has to do. She yeah. goes right? through pains, like she goes, she goes through, through pains ups, and, ups and emotions, and she has she's a wife, she's a mother, she's a leader. Like, and she and, doesn't have all the answers, right? And she mm-hmm. she fails. She 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 succeeds. She goes through ups and downs, just like we right. all go through on a daily basis, right? And the way we start that off in that chapter one, that is yeah. And and we definitely pulled from a lot of the powerful women. Like yeah, th- th- that I, Eyes of Isis is really the cum- combination of all the women that are in our life and how we wanted to represent them as a queen or as mm-hmm. a pharaoh, you know what I mean? And and that's what so we're we, we did. About. Basically, we did a research uh, paper and we okay. we went to 20 to about 30 different women, different ethnicities, you know, like different backgrounds. Basically. Wow. And we asked them the same questions, deep questions. I'm not yeah, deep, lie. very deep questions. How did you source your kind of audience for that? Like, what, did you kind of pick particular women or try to cover like a vast variety of different women or just like as vast and diverse as you could kind of. Yeah, because we wanted to find what they all had in common. Yeah. Right? Like as as people in general, you can go from white, black, brown, different ethnicities, different Mm -hmm. races. You're all going to have something in common. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's the same thing that we wanted to pull. And it's honing on that. Yeah, it's honing on the... the kind of tried and true principles that apply right. to Very every much. person. Right. And right. Yeah. we asked them like 
10 to 15 different questions. Wow, okay. You have no idea how everybody almost had identical answers. Really? On a lot of the struggles. Different walks of life. What are a couple examples of those, some of some of those like deep, hard hitting questions? Motherhood. Motherhood, basically. Motherhood was a big one. Um, How handling these things they do on a daily basis, what kind of mental strain does it put on them? Mm. How do they feel at the end of the day? Do they feel overworked? Do they feel, you know, um, it's questions like that. And it's how does how is um, being a woman in power feel? You know, I mean, what kind of responsibilities do those differ from being a man and how those responsibilities um, can sometimes get skewed? You know what I mean? And and not given enough credit. Raising their children. Do you ever feel like you're not doing enough? Do you Mm -hmm. feel like you're not being able to spend uh, enough time with them because you do your work, you're responsible, you come home, you cook and then you just want to relax right. and it's like sometimes do you feel you know burnt out right yeah. and the answers were literally almost identical on a lot of them and we were wow. like wow and it was we, powerful for it sure it was very much powerful. did you expect yeah. that going into it or was that kind of Dude, surprising that was the most yeah. surprising thing to me yeah. they have no idea who each other are yeah they're coming from vastly different backgrounds one is puerto rican seemingly no ties Indian, right. each other no ties whatsoever and the answers were right. Like one, one of them was my sister, and I thought I knew her like the back of my hand. And mm-hmm. some of her answers yeah. were like, "Man, you like you really dealt with that, like, yeah, for, for so long. Like you really had to deal with those issues. You really had to power yourself through that time frame. You had to do it all by yourself. Like that was that was extremely powerful oh, for me. Mm-hmm. More respect. It was yeah. I, like I gained so much more respect for these women. And we said we, we wanted to do like a podcast, a show, bringing these women on. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, talking about some of these things or so so the second book's not released yet right not yet not that would yet. be a great idea i mean that would be a great kind of like <laughs> thing to go along with the release of it it sounds like yeah mm-hmm. that's slated to come out next year you said mm-hmm. yes. yeah i yeah. think that's a great idea yeah about the same time frame um we're aiming for uh earlier to mid of the year but mm-hmm. yeah so Talking about the podcast you mentioned just now, we kind of talked about this when we caught up. You said that you were wanting to kind of start your own podcast yeah. around this. Would this be kind of to talk about the world and like build it out a little bit more and discuss it? So this is where um, I kind of wanted to go along the same lines as you have been, man. Um, to be honest, you were kind of one of my inspirations. Thank you, man. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Um, I definitely wanted to create a space, um, not just for the book, um, but for people in general, for writers, readers, um, to just come onto the podcast or come into the lives when we're doing in social media and kind of just express themselves, mm-hmm. right? Just be open, um, be encouraging. I want to, I want to make a very safe environment, a very encouraging, motivating environment yeah. for building a community for creatives, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Building a community. And then most importantly is being able to sustain that community. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what I've always wanted to to create is that environment, that community for people to just come, just be free, um, just be yourself, be yourself yeah, share yeah, your content. art, share your work. Right. Talk about it a little bit. I wanted to create that platform for people, just like how you've been. Right. You, you come you. and you let people talk about their professions, what they're passionate about, what they love. And that's extremely educational for people. You know what I mean? That are listeners, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to—I kind of want to create that same thing for our niche. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So kind of around the world of readers and writers for the most part and, and creatives. Yeah, of, just kind of creatives in space. general. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I feel I like, like um, a lot of those spaces are very either oversaturated, right, or just very hard to get into or just not not transparent enough. Like there's always a um, an end to it to for that person. It's like they're trying to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just strictly just trying to help people. Right? Yeah. I'm just strictly just trying to create that platform uh, for others to share their work and love what they do. Speaking of, you mentioned like sometimes that world can be a little bit difficult to know about and the, there's not enough transparency. Yeah, I'm curious about some of the ways that just publishing and everything works because I feel like that's one of those areas that it's just, it's hard to really know much about it. It's Man. kind of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can <laughs> only imagine the amount of work and research and looking into things that it took to figure out how that works yeah that that was a hydra in itself i can see the stress in your face just thinking about it (laughs) yeah because there's like a thousand ways to get to the to the end end point right you can either self-publish you can go with a publishing house you can like trust your other people on editing or fiber like Mm -hmm. there's just so many avenues to go about that and what i can say is you got to trust your own process and trust what you have your product and your dedication to it really mm-hmm. because um if you're not dedicated it doesn't matter if you do it yourself or not yeah it's just you don't put the work in you're not going to get the product you want right? yeah so. right um but you want i'll let you talk yeah what does the route look like for you with Man, with these books we did research 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 so much research mm-hmm. and then we looked into traditional and i got denied by like at least 50 to 100. Wow. Oh, trust me. We wow. were getting, we and were sending we out those saved letters. every single yeah. one of them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I had no problem getting those rejections. And you always hear from, like, you know, these great writers and people out there that have come along the way. And it's like, enjoy the, the good and enjoy the bad. Yeah. And it's like that for me, that was more motivation. Right. Like every writer gets rejected. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's either they're not in the niche. They don't have time. Like the publishers always have a reason. Right. And it's not uh, being negative on that, but it's also wanting to give people a chance. Right. And that was something that um, why we started creating the world's of complexity is because for those people that can't find a publishing house or can't um, figure out a way to self-publish just being able to collaborate with us and put and just market your book right like that was that was the main thing yeah we want to we want to help yeah kind of provide that platform yeah. for self-publishing yeah. If yeah the struggles that we went through the next person we want to help pull you up right? yeah because we have uh, uh we talked a little bit about it in the beginning we have a sports mentality and one of our favorite players is Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace. But the Mamba mentality. Yeah, Mamba mentality, yeah. that's right? What we and always say. Mm-hmm. And that's something if you can bring into any niche, any career field, any profession, is that Mamba mentality because it's the dedicated dedication. Yeah. And um, and for us, it's like we write down our goals, and it's about executing. Executing. Execute. Yeah. That's what I got from Kobe Bryant. Is he executed? He might look like he was the craziest eighteen-year-old. But with Kobe, we watched his entire life. Yeah. His entire life. And then in, in that, for me, it was like, I've gone through these problems, not, not as big as him or so, but it was relatable. I watched him go through his ups and his downs and everything. And for us, it was like, 
what are we taking from him? And he was always so focused, so determined. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it was. One thing I always think of when I think about Kobe and just this point of like really, really being dedicated and just focused on your craft is he was known for just showing up super early, like 4 a.m. at the courts before everyone and just working on the fundamentals before he even got to like a lot of the practice stuff that they were going over for the day, just dribbling, 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 laying up, laying up, laying up, like all the fundamentals. It's all kind of comes back to that point of just having that dedication and focus and just really, really being, you know, seeing that bigger picture. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that um, I've definitely brought on to my mentality especially in the marketing field to be honest his schedule when he woke up at four in the morning five in the morning and carried on his day that's something that i still like i'm trying to get onto now even with the marketing because even though it's not a physical toll on my body it is a mental toll right and you have to be mentally healthy um and keep your mind right i think it's a really good approach to kind of treat your career or any pursuit that you're in like you're an athlete and and that's your sport because if you're committed to that you're taking care of yourself and really like making sure that you're the best for that pursuit you're going to do the best absolutely and that's something that um going into marketing he does it for his writing we'll get up we have our routine right but then we get to work at six seven in the morning yeah and we start like uh going into the marketing at least for me um that was something that when I, when I market, some of my strategies will be I need certain times, mm-hmm. right? I need to, what are my peak hours? What are my uh, strategies that I'm going I'm to go for on the website? Um, engagement, how am I going to do that? I'm, and that's at all times of the day. I'm going to have to be consistent mm-hmm. and be determined and be just myself, right? Yeah. Like when I'm trying to talk to people, it is a strategy, right? But I have to have some person personability when I'm when I'm talking to these people right it's it's a product at the end of the day right mm-hmm. and it's still like any every sale is a, is a hoop for me like it's a basket right yeah so I got to create that if whether it's an email template whether it's uh, the strategy for the day on social media whether it's um, content creation you know what I mean there's so much into it like the SEO there's so much into digital marketing yeah. and marketing in general whether it's t- traditional or not that you still have to have a schedule yeah right like we're big on schedule mm-hmm. yeah you can't just you definitely have. oh let me wake up at noon and yeah. get on Instagram you yeah. know what I mean like no, that's just not how it works and I, you you know that as yeah. well and all the professionals they all have their own schedule mm-hmm. and their own process of things and and this doesn't change. You know, it's the same thing. Very much so. How do you distill down and prioritize particular channels within your marketing strategy? Because we talked exactly. about how there's so many different areas yeah. to think about, consider, pursue. Yeah. One thing with digital marketing is if you're not a team of, you know, dozens or hundreds of people, you can't necessarily be perfectly servicing every area. So you have right. to kind of prioritize and figure out which channels, which areas are going to serve you best? Right. What does that look like for, for this person? Research and testing. Yeah. That's, I mean, when it boils down to it, you don't know what's going to go viral until mm-hmm. you put it out there. Yeah. Right? Like, you can put, you, you have to do as much research as you can. What are my demographics? What, what worked in the past? What didn't work in the past? What audiences reflect more? What, am I focusing towards women right now? Am I fo- focusing towards men, a, a certain age group? Things like that. 
And that all is just just testing, man. Testing yeah. and research. That's marketing in general. That's the animal that it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually you have to enjoy the journey of marketing because you don't, yeah. you, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. That's a huge right? thing that drew me to digital marketing is this concept of it's it's always changing very yeah. fast you and it's something that you it forces you to stay up to date and keep yeah. up to date and stay on the ball and really really do your research right and, and and something that i still like is that even though it forces you to stay up to date you still have to maintain your routine and your traditions with old marketing mm-hmm. you still have to know how to talk to people yeah right you still have to have a conversation you still have to hold it you still have to be able to sell whatever you are trying to put out there. Mm-hmm. And that's just across the board. That's from sales 101, right? yeah. marketing 101. Yeah, those is, core principles don't yeah, change. Yeah, those exactly. core principles. They evolve, but those core principles. And like how so you're, the tactics evolve. Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's how you were talking it's about. Knowing those core principles, understanding the best and newest tactics. I right, think. and those would be my fundamentals. That would mm-hmm. be my layup drill, my dribbling drill. Yeah. That's getting back to the core and doing the research and doing the testing and it's just that's how that segues in for his writing <laughs> my writing yeah it's like i'm the same exact way when it comes to scheduling you got to mm-hmm. stay on your schedule yeah and then there are times throughout the day you got you need mental breaks yeah because you'll be i'll be deep in something and when i write like i like i said earlier if i don't emotionally connect i can't write it yeah i'll be sitting there bawling crying as i'm writing something and then i gotta step away yeah. And then I'll come back yeah. and I'm like, God, this is mentally draining on me. And it's like, all right, give me 15, 20 minutes. And that, that, talking about mentally draining, uh, that reminds me when we first started our social media and I told them it was going to be a process. I'm oh. like, hey, man, yeah. <laughs> this is social media is a yeah. monster, right? Trust no matter what process. channel, no matter if it's Trust Instagram, yeah. uh, Facebook, Changes Pinterest, whatever. If you're trying to become viral on something, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And with followers, with likes, with comments. He's like, man, this was, this yeah. was it. Yeah. Like, why yeah. is it not going? I'm like, and, and it was it, our first post, and, man. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what kills me is like, we'll be three, four posts. And then like the fifth post, boom, we jumped up from like, say, 20 likes to 600. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, this is going great. And next couple, and then, then it's like, and, and, it, and it was like, what happened? And then <laughs> nothing. It's just the algorithm. He was like, yo, the algorithm changed. And I'm like, yeah. What? And that was yeah. something that we were and very, was, um, he was getting tedious on. He mm-hmm. would like check the likes yeah. like every hour on the hour. And I'm like, man, it, yeah. you're going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was something that we learned. I know in the digital boot camp, that was something that he told us like, you can't focus on the now. Like, you yeah. got to, long term picture is what you're focused on. Very much. Exactly. Right. And so you got to keep it consistent and just stick with the long term exactly. picture. Exactly. If, I mean, for this podcast, for example, if I, got upset every time one of my clips only got 200 views right when the one last week i had one a couple of weeks ago maybe even last week that out of nowhere got like forty thousand views yeah just out of nowhere and then ever since that a lot of them have been getting like 200 like on the same channel yeah. and it's just it's keeping it up keeping it up keeping it up understanding that better bigger picture and knowing that like you're working on the thing you want to be working on and you're working for a bigger picture. Same thing right. with the book. It's like yeah. I focus on one little chapter at a time mm-hmm. and when I do my schedule, it's one scene. One yeah. little tiny thing, focus on that, give it your all, turn the page. Now. Yep. Right. And you just, a, you move on. A book is made with a word at a time. A word at a time. Right? Literally. Like, that's, you win a game, a you, basket you at a time. You know what the end game is, but right. at the same time, 
the hardest part is starting it. Yeah. You're dread because you're like, oh my God, I got all this to do. Just start one tiny little thing at a time. One word, one that's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. What's a what's a good amount of words for you to write in a day? Oh my god. Like a, an amount that you feel good about. Does it vary a lot? It varies. Cause like I can imagine. I, like because you got these peaks and troughs, I'm sure, of like inspiration, focus, like and emotional then, connection. Right. Yeah. And then it's like your brain goes. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, it's like two, three days, block. writer's block. Yeah. So, oh my God. But I don't even concentrate on the words. I concentrate on the scene. Mm. And it's like, did I convey what I, what I set out to? And it's like, sometimes it, it'll be more impactful than what I originally thought. And then these, these quotes, these things just come to me. Like, um, so you kind of come, you kind of go in with an intention for the scene that you're working on, and yes, and then whatever it takes to get to that eventual end goal of that intention. Like we have a very, very detailed summary. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, our summary is like two, three hundred pages for. It's one. almost as long as the book, to be honest. It's literally, wow. yeah, probably like what this book is. I think it's what three hundred thirty yeah. some pages. Mm-hmm. Our detail will be like five hundred pages. And it's just focused on one thing. And so when I go to write, I'm focused on that one little thing. Because if you think about the grand scheme, it will overwhelm you. Yeah. yeah. And that's Paralysis by analysis. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that we have um, a good dynamic with because he'll be like, hey, man, I wrote this chapter and I don't know how it's going right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I I either left your name in in the Google Drive for you. <laughs> yeah. I like to just kind of work I'll, on it for me. I'll leave his name uh like need Giancarlo help. And yeah. he'll go in there, control fine, type in Giancarlo. Right. And I was like, I need your help. Or if yeah. I don't even want to look at that scene anymore right <laughs> yeah. now. And he'll be like, okay, and I'll he'll be like just yeah, take, take the day off, man, day and I'll yeah. work on it. Or same thing for marketing, and because I, I know our product is so good, right? Yeah. And it's like, why haven't we gone viral yet? Yeah. Like, That's an important <laughs> thing about having a partner, too, is yeah. there's, I mean, ultimately, you're always going to have some times where you're, you might even have times where you completely lose sight of the goal, and you're just right. defeated, you're, like, your energy is Dead gone. creeps in. And and then your partner needs to be able to be there for you in that moment, come in and, and take the brunt of it and really carry the team. And then, yeah. you know, there by was the same times, token. Man, where I would have to take like a week or two off just because yeah. my mental, like, I just, I couldn't get it, man. Yeah. It was just like a lot was happening in my life. A lot was happening with my career. A lot was happening with the book. Mm-hmm. A lot was happening in school. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and you're like. And it's like for us, what we do to get away, we go back to basketball we'll go yeah, to court we'll, go back and we'll to try basics. to beat the living hell out of each other nice. playing basketball we're not even thinking yeah. we're letting all our frustration out punching bag mm-hmm. uh, for me just going on walks jogging whatever just to get, get away, away. Yeah. yeah you have to it's refresh important. your mind yeah. and yeah. having that another set of eyes yeah. is so refreshing mm-hmm. especially when you're working on something that you're passionate about yeah is you want it to be so perfect but when you have another set of eyes that has that same vision and that same not just motivation but dedication mm-hmm. and and um just and we're coming nitpicking we're, on it it's we're just, coming at it from a place of love like mm-hmm. whatever i tell him he knows i mean the best for him yeah. and vice oh, versa because you built that trust with because you built that years trust years. over years yeah. and for for me it's like i i value what he tells me yeah it may not and be what i want to hear right. but i mm-hmm. need to hear it and yeah. then it's like all right next day and more or less 98 percent of the time 
he is absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> frustrates me. Because <laughs> it's like, he'll tell me something, oh, we, we should try this. And I'm like, nah, nah. And I'm like, let's test it. Let's, let's test let's it. See what the, I'm like, fine, whatever. <laughs> and then like four days later, I'm like, God, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. But it's, but it's healthy, man. It's healthy. It's, yeah. it, it is something that you have to have checks and balances in everything you do. And for, Like you have your team right that mm-hmm. you have your trust in yep. and no matter what like hey this is this is my product can you do something with that yeah you have to trust that they're going to give you something back that you're happy with and you're content with and your audience is going to want to like yeah you know what i mean without that trust sure. and we try you'd be in this booth all day yeah <laughs> like oh man i don't know if that's gonna go or yeah like, that you know and we try our best to just stay in the moment mm-hmm. and enjoy it yeah enjoy it because even when it's like hard times we're like are you loving this? Yeah. Yeah. You have. Yeah. We'll be, we'll, there's days that we're just pl- a- uh. literally acting out a scene. Like yeah. we get involved and we're like rolling on the floor and I think like, that's yeah, we look smart. super crazy. <laughs> but it, like, that's smart though, like, because it, it allows you to really get immersed into you have what to you're doing. immerse yeah. yourself yeah. because yeah. that's what I want the audience to do immerse mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. You're going to yeah. feel that character. They're going to feel. And the only thing that makes me feel that way is Game of Thrones, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, man. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. my, my upcoming to books was um, Holes was a big story for me. And and Harry Potter came in and really showed us the, the model of what a universe should be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. Star Wars, uh, comic books, they always had such a planned out universe already you can you can be focused on the flash or batman mm-hmm. and only know batman but then all of a sudden superman flies across the scene or the flash runs by or and wonder yeah. woman and there's little breadcrumbs right there's there, and that's and something. it's leading towards something it's like and then when it's like a big reveal and everybody joined together they'll do a plot twist and it makes you go on to go back and reread that right because yeah. now it's like oh my god it was right in my face right. the entire time and that's just what we want to do in the universe yeah i was a avid avid reader growing up i've kind of gotten away from it just with like life happening my honestly my attention span is just not what it used to be for reading i'll listen to podcasts all the time (laughs) i'll do audiobooks and stuff but it's hard for me to like sit down and read as much as i used to but absolutely avid reader growing up and the first example that i think of like earliest childhood example that i think of in that kind of like Building out a whole universe example is the Magic Treehouse books. Those Man, were, yeah. Those were huge for me. <laughs> those were huge. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, Harry Potter as well. Harry Potter was kind of like what it became. And then... Um, that was yeah. such a th- well-thought-out series. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is like... And like, for can... her to have her vision for the next 10 years, mm-hmm. like, off the first book already. Yeah. Like... And and then for our future plans with the worlds of complexity, like yeah, we have those plans out, but man, is it like <laughs> we get so in it? Like, is it as detailed as we want it to be? Yeah, you know what I mean. Is it as you're, crit- you're constantly critiquing? Yeah, constantly critiquing yourself, yeah. and that's why our whiteboard is massive. <laughs> like have multiple whiteboards. Yeah, we've got so, <laughs> like thinking for the next four or five years. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, what do you envision the next four or five years looking like? What are what are some things that you see in that vision? What are some of the next plans? Um, Aside from, we talked about the the second and the third book yeah. that you've got kind of slated to come out. Yeah. What do but as those books come out and like some of the things around that, what yeah. does that start to look like? Um, to be honest, 
everything that we kind of already talked about for the vision of the world's of complexity, building on top of uh, creating a safe haven for creatives, right? That's going to be my plan with the marketing. I'm going to get on, we're already on Instagram and Twitter, and we're going to be expanding to the YouTubes and the LinkedIn's and and the and the TikToks, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's going to be creating that safe space and educational space with a purpose mm-hmm. and making sure that people can get something out of it. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's not just for us. It's for the community. Yeah. Right. And that's that's what I'm going to be building on, at least on the marketing aspect of it, is going to be building a community and sustaining that with purpose and with passion. Love that. Yeah. For me, it's staying the course. Mm-hmm. Stay the course, even with the, the critiques and reviews. Take those bad, turn it into something good. Oh, you're not good at this. Okay, I'm going to make that my strength now. Take those lessons, you know, that I'm getting from people, from the audience, from people who are generally, you know, invested into it, and take those critiques and get better. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's like, stay the course. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what the end goal is. Stay on your journey, but you can you can get better at it. Love that. Yeah. So I've got a couple repeat questions I like to ask in every interview. All right. That we kind of talked about off air a little bit. First question I have for both of you, and either one of you can answer it first, but kind of want to hear your individual answers on it. Let's go first. Is, <laughs> so this has been kind of, a long kind of drawn out process for you getting into this and how you started and everything. And obviously we've talked about a lot of things that you've kind of learned along the way. If you could kind of go back in time and just talk to a younger Brian as he was first getting into this, maybe, maybe even from the moment you even realized that you were going to be an author, that you knew you wanted to be an author and you could take a couple of the pieces of wisdom and knowledge that have served you well, that you've learned over the years, what are a couple things you would do differently? Or tell them to do differently. Go find Giancarlo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay. If realistically, if I had to tell myself, I would say enjoy the ride. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Like I had so many dreams and aspirations younger, and it was like I wasn't executing. And it's like enjoy the ride. Uh, I wouldn't. For me personally, I wouldn't change anything because I am who I am today. I, I I am the writer that I am today because of these trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't be able to to become who I am now if I went back and told myself, hey, X, Y, Z, I don't think I'd become the writer I am today. Yeah. But I, if I had to do one small, tiny critique, it would be like to enjoy the ride because I'm so, oh, man, we have this idea and this and that and that. Yeah. And my wife and Giancarlo are like, just shut up and enjoy right now. And it's like, okay, all right, yeah. yeah. I'm enjoy always, I'm always on to the next. Yeah. Like especially when, oh yeah. man, that moment when we when we got that. I've for years, I would never allow anybody to call me an author. I'm like, I'm a writer, hmm. and they're like, no, you're, you know, you're not. I'm like, no. When I got this, I was like, I just. Then you're like, I, I'm an actual. I graduated. Author. I'm, I'm an yeah. author. Like now. I can say that. Or something. Yeah. That's something no one can take away from me. Yeah. Love that. Uh, for me, it's going to be patience. Patience huh. is a virtue that I just have not had in my life. I can relate. And also <laughs> to be confident. 
in yourself and in your decisions. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times where I'll tinker or I'll I'll see something and I'm like, nah, man, I don't think that's it. But the one thing I learned is you gotta trust your gut. You gotta be confident in your decisions moving forward. And whether that decision is right or wrong, you gotta be patient and let it let it run its course. Yeah. Right? Because you're not gonna know the outcome until the very end. It's true. Being so, true to yourself. Being true to yourself yeah. um, is definitely it. But yeah, patience, confidence, and like you said, just enjoy enjoy, enjoy the ride. Enjoy right? Enjoy your process as much as you can. Uh, Tomorrow's not promised. Right. Enjoy right now. Yeah. yeah. You got to enjoy the moment. Love that. Yeah. Great answers, both of you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, of course, man. Thank you. Thank you. And then the other question I have for you, I kind of mentioned to you guys before the thesis of my show here is really anything can be a profession. And I think professions look different for everyone. So being that the name of the show is Profession Session, I'm curious, what does it mean to you both personally to be a professional? Uh, to me, to be a professional, I would say is putting everything you have into it and making sure to follow through, right? You got to, to being a professional is being motivated, being dedicated, and just following through, right? Executing yeah. is, is what being a professional is and being able to know your faults and grow from them. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. For me, and I, I know he's going to agree, is to be disciplined, execute, and be authentic. Yep. Those are the three that just yeah. means the world to me or so. It's like there is no other me out there, so be myself. Love that. Yeah. Three core pillars. Mm -hmm. The awesome, again, awesome answers. Thank you, guys. And um, the last thing I would ask you is just anything else that you guys would want to talk about, plug, kind of leave the audience with today? Man. Yeah. Get your copy of the Olympus Trinity. Get your Trinity. copy of the Olympus <laughs> Trinity. It's out now on hardcover and yeah, in on paperback. On Kindle. Amazon. If not, just Google me. Yeah. Brian Coggins Jr. <laughs> this guy is the reason why you can Google me. John Carlos got his <laughs> SEO on point. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. But um, just follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. And more updates come into the social medias. Yeah. Look out for book number two coming next year, it sounds like, and yep. then book number three after that at some point. Yep. And uh, if you're listening on audio, check out the show notes for links to find these guys on everything. Uh, to find the book and everything, I'll kind of put everything in there. And if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the details of the video. And uh, anything else you guys think of it? Thank you, you so want? much. For no, really. Thank you guys it's, for being on. This it has was been awesome. Just a genuine pleasure, man. Just, thank you. This, thank you so thank much, you guys, bro. Man. Absolutely. This is awesome. Awesome. Well, it was great to have you guys on. Thank you again for being on. My guests today have been John Carlo Carrasco and Brian Coggins Jr. of Worlds of Complexity and the Olympus Trinity. More books coming soon, more Absolutely. podcasts coming soon, maybe, and Absolutely. all kinds of stuff happening. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for tuning into Profession Session. I'm going to go ahead and tune out now. Thanks so much for tuning into Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson. Stay tuned for new episodes every week and short clips of deep dives into specific topics that I put out on different social media channels. We can be found on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, all major podcast platforms. You can find my guest in the details of this video or podcast. And if you happen to know a young standout business owner, professional, or entrepreneur that you would think would be a good fit for Profession Session, DM me or get in contact with me anywhere and just let me know 
and they could be the next to tell their story here. Until next time, again, this has been Profession Session. Stay focused, stay hustling, and stay networking. Thank you.